Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. On the show with me today, I have my friend Mallory. Hello, Mallory. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. I'm Mallory. I am a proud uh, hereditary witch, seaside-based in North Carolina. I uh, Some things about me, I just celebrated my 14th hand fasting anniversary with my spouse, and I am mommy to a little girl and a little boy. I'm also the creator and host of the Any Which Way podcast. Yes. So I, Mallory and I met on TikTok, but I feel like we really met in the Jesus Witch Church. That's where she's actually a mod in our dis or free Discord community for people who are exploring witchery through a Jesus-y or whatever kind of lens <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but there, Mallory has a very specific practice. Um, and as she mentioned, she's a hereditary witch and she also is like by the sea. So there's a lot of different things that she does um, that I wanted to have her talk about. So firstly, what's your history with magic and how long do you think you've been like practicing? So I have been in the witchy type of world for over 30 years. That means my history ranges from like literally making grounding mug cake mounds with runes on them as a child to my mom teaching me to read oracles up to like nowadays where I am uh, doing transmutation and advanced divination. I consider myself an eclectic practitioner. Um, as I work with sea witchery and root work, which is hoodoo primarily. So yeah, that's that's part of what we wanted to like have you talk about on here because hoodoo, can you give like a little overview of what that is? Yeah, definitely. So um, hoodoo is also known as root work. It's the Black American folk magic forged in the South, um, derived from various West African cosmologies. So uh, cosmology just means like the religious or mythological um, body of beliefs based on esoteric like literature and traditions and creation myths and different types of like eschatology that would be from a specific like cultures group. Um, Hoodoo's the creation of enslaved Africans who were brought across the Atlantic Ocean and forcibly converted to Christianity, only they didn't cast away all of their spiritual practices of their motherland. So really out of just pure survival, these practices got melded into Christianity as a sort of cloaking device uh, to avoid further persecution. Um, so yeah, and I think that a lot of people have experienced or seen even depicted in media things that are like hoodoo, um, thinking about like charismatic spiritual experiences, like catching the Holy Ghost, uh, praying in tongues, hearing like nudges or strong convictions by the spirit. All of those things are direct reflections of the culture that indigenous African people would be practicing and consistent with their cosmologies. 
That's really interesting. I thought I personally like didn't understand the whole connection because like I understand more of voodoo. So I didn't know how that like, because they have similar root words, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't mm-hmm. understand how they differentiate, but now I like get it a little more. So thank you for understand or explaining that in a better um, you know, in a better way. So I'm curious, like you were saying, like these are um, essentially, Hoodoo is essentially the meshing of um, African cultures with Christianity. So like, what does that specifically, I know you gave the examples of like speaking in tongues or like feeling the Holy <laughs> Ghost, but like in a specifically Hoodoo practice, because those are like things, those two examples were things that like still Pentecostal churches do do, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um So how does it look more specifically within the lens of a hoodoo practice? Yeah, definitely. And um, I will clarify that people do conflate hoodoo with um, voodoo a lot, which it's different. They sound similar, but they're different. Voodoo has more of a Catholic influence mixed into the African spirituality. So it's going to be like Haiti, New Orleans. Um, It's more of a religion, right? Hoodoo is not a religion necessarily. Um, So it's going to involve a lot of metaphysical practices that you would see in other types of um, expressions of witchiness or witchery, like herbal magic, communication with ancestral spirits. I think there's definitely a bigger emphasis on uh, ancestor work, um, but it would also be in the inclusion of different things that are like closed to a certain people group, Um, sacred objects that would be very important to us. There's an element that you could use some of the same herbs that we would use, like maybe like uh, John the Conqueror, like high John root. It's not going to work the same because that is a route that our ancestors have specifically like charged and set aside for our usage, as well as the type of um, Bible work. We use a lot of Psalms, but they're not just the Psalms in and of themselves. We will um, like print them out or burn them and use it in a specific working with other types of trappings. Yeah, so that was one question I had for you. Like, how does Bible work differentiate? Because hoodoo is, a like, as you said before, it's a closed practice for specific groups. So, like, those of us who use the Bible in our practice, and how do we make sure we're not doing hoodoo practices? Does that make sense, the question? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's, you, you just, you, you can't actually do the practice because it's not hoodoo. It's not, you. we don't have the same ancestors. So we could both do a spell working with Psalm um, 30, like Psalm 23. I think it's a popular one that you've mm-hmm. mentioned you've used before too. It's not going to be the same because uh, hoodoo specifically channeling and charged with my ancestors or um, ancestors that are from West Africa or the Africa uh, countries. So it, cannot be the same thing and I think if you get into like a specific uh, spell or a grimoire that's unique to a family of hoodoos it's not going to function the same way for someone who's not a hoodoo so it's not really something that I think you can be overly protective over because it's just not going to work the same for somebody who's not already in it and accustomed to it now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. 
one way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you could choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon 
wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you can find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. No, that answer made 100% like sense. That's honestly what I thought the answer was going to be. And that's why I asked you the question. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmation bias. No. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, so I think that's interesting. So what like I what was also interesting that you said like before when you were saying like a big difference between hoodoo and voodoo is that like hoodoo just tends to be like more of like a Bible-based spell work practice if like I'm understanding that correctly. And then voodoo is a religion. That a hundred percent makes sense because like I've mentioned to you before my dad grew up in Haiti and when he moved over to the United States like all like the people that we associated as I was little came from Haiti with him kind of thing they were all like Catholics like Roman Catholic still serve in the church but they do you know they do their other spiritually things and that's like what I grew up with so I was like laughing so I'm like oh my gosh that that actually makes a lot of sense so in like voodoo work you do call upon like Jesus and the Abraham and God and like at least that's what the people when I was growing up they were doing um so for your practice for a hoodoo practice do you have to call upon Jesus the Abraham and God like the saints and that kind of stuff or is it do you have to like involve deities or can you not? Mm-hmm. Connection with a specific deity is very flexible and it can even be something that's very non-binary as well. Um, acknowledging the divine and creative energies of the universe is just something that's involved with venerating and remembering and honoring your ancestors. So some people whose ancestors were maybe more involved in the church, um, something I know, like with my ancestors, they really love when I am invoking the Abrahamic pantheon and remembering them playing uh, traditional gospel music. So it can be very unique to how I practice, which somebody else, they may not feel convicted to do that or led to do that by their ancestors. So it's really just a connection with the ancestral work that is paramount. Um, And for me personally, I have a large spiritual team and it does partially, but very reverently include the Abrahamic pantheon. Um, L is one of the manifestations of the divine masculine. Asherah is the Holy Spirit or divine feminine. And Jesus is an ascended guide and also type of a role model or example. So I think a lot of people who fall under a similar umbrella to me can identify with that. But it's very unique to each family and how your uh, family has created patterns of worshiping and practicing and connecting within their own spellwork and ritualism. That makes a lot of sense. And that's a really interesting answer. And I I feel like when you were also talking about you being a hereditary witch, that makes a lot of sense. Like the answer to that question too, because it's really like following your family's guide. You know, at least that's what I um, heard. Um, so, I mean, you were, you were talking about some of the deities that you work with in your practice, like being L and Jesus and Asherah, like, those are all people I love over here. Um, (laughs) but, uh, do you involve other deities as well, or is it just, uh, just them and your ancestors or like, I'm just Mm -hmm. curious a little bit more about your spirit team. Yeah, um, I do. I work a lot with Hecate and, um, I, I believe that she, I know a lot of people associate her with the Greek pantheon, but I I believe she's older than that. So um, it, I connect her really going back towards Africa as well. Um, I do work with uh, primarily, I feel like my first line of defense really is ancestral. So that's really why it keeps coming back up 
for me. Um, I do have connection with uh, the like Slavic practices as part of my heritage is from Poland as well. It's not something that I'm as close with or as called to, but I don't, I don't rule it out in the season, but um, I think I end up really just focusing a lot with working uh, with Hecate, my ancestors, Abrahamic Pantheon. And also I do sometimes do some shadow work with Lilith. I know she's your girl too. <laughs> yeah, she's somebody we love over here. She's uh, she's fun. And I, I just think she's really cool to work with as an Abrahamic Pantheon kind of thing. And then as a divine feminine um it's it's fine if you have any norse in there or any like you know like that kind of region loki's gonna also try to cure around you trust me i married a (laughs) norse man and he comes in he's like i'm gonna be here okay (laughs) so no it's fun uh i was just curious because it's like interesting to learn about like other people especially when you work with jesus or like the abraham and god who people like assume when you work with him you can only work with him in his pantheon I just find it interesting to have, you know, people who are different practitioners of his, quote unquote, um, talk about the other gods and goddesses that they work with as well, just because it creates more like transparency for that practice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, So I also wanted to talk to you about sea witchery because we we had like messaged about that. What Mm -hmm. is sea witchery? Yes. So sea witchery, it's it's so special in regards to like the heavy emphasis on elemental power and magic within it. The um, element of spirit, for example, it's really magnified by the lunar activity that's pertinent to the sea. Um, an element of fire we can observe in the sun rays that actually are penetrating the water, or warming it, and even bleaching some of the sea life and things on the shores uh earth elemental is presented and how you can literally like immerse yourself i don't know who hasn't experienced this but going to a shore and just digging your toes into the sand is such a beautiful way to ground and connect um I think also, of course, just being able to submerse yourself in the water, the airy winds are active and like a visual way to represent the air element that you can't typically connect with some ways. And even considering how all of these things can be both refreshing and sometimes destructive. It's a really beautiful picture of the duality that's present when you approach working with the sea. Um, An important part of sea witchery is acknowledging the Uh, memory of water and the eternal nature of water I think it provides a really um, beautiful way to manifest and understand the cyclical nature of life I am very passionate about the sea soul sea witchery thing if you can tell there Oh, I totally could tell. And I was like totally vibing with you on the whole like water has memory. This sounds so random, but there's this one song my husband listens to with this like speech in the background. And it talks about how like water has memory and how like it can, you know, fit into any container. And it's like this really profound, like like a TED talk in the back of this like house song, right? Um, and ever since I listened to that, I started using water in my practice in a very specific way, like you were talking about for manifestation, right? Like just talking to it. You can literally just talk to water. And it remembers like the things that you wanted to like manifest or the things you wanted to be protected against and whatnot. So like, that's so cool using it in such an in-depth way, aside from just it holding your memory, you know? So I I thought that was really interesting how you connected like elemental like magic with like being in the sea and being in the water specifically, because it, it almost made water seem like of a more transcendent element. I know that sounds really crazy, 
but you're like saying you could like submerge yourself like but like you could also like submerge yourself into like the ground in the ocean like under the water kind of thing mm -hmm. like that's like really powerful um so wow that was cool um so is is there like um is there any like special tools that you use as a sea witch besides obviously like being in the sea <laughs> uh, definitely um I think it's impossible to visit the seaside and not come home with a seashell. So we use a lot of shells and I, I use my shells a lot, like how people use bay leaves as well. I was just recently talking about uh, writing your intentions or things on shells and putting them in simmer pots, which is something that I do a lot to incorporate sea witchery within my daily type of practices. Obviously we're not out here burning seashells, but they can sometimes be ground down and used into <laughs> protective, uh, like salts. Um, I use, uh, sand as well. A lot like how people do use salt, uh, sea witchery has different types of meanings or properties with different shells. So the type of shell that you select can make a little bit of a difference too. Um, something that is, I think it's pretty interesting is like comparing the type of shell for what you want to use as a working like uh, cowrie shells are really connected to money prosperity um, a lot of shells do connect with the divine feminine I think you can kind of see a lot of imagery with that with like clams for example um, scallops are connected to travel movement they are like the clear quartz of the shell world <laughs> like the scallop is the shell that you can use for anything kind of like I know it's like getting into like crystal stuff but the way you can use clear quartz for anything, you can use a scallop shell for that. And they're so cute. <laughs> but um, besides that, I, a tool from the sea that I'm really looking for, like the perfect version for me is a driftwood wand. I want the perfect driftwood wand. So if anyone sees any of them. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll keep an eye out because there's this one place on the Hudson that will sometimes go, which like technically the Hudson's a river, but it's a cool river okay it's huge throughout all of new york uh and we get some like crazy driftwood along the side of the hudson like i don't know man you there, there was this one time that there was this we went to this point and there was like literally a tree trunk of driftwood like literally the kids were like wow. having so much fun in it it was so crazy um but yeah no that's that's really cool and it's it's interesting to like hear how you can use like other things like i didn't know you could use like sand like basically as salt like that's interesting and that's like also like you know if you go to the beach you just take like a respectfully take a ziploc baggie of sand that's like free for material for your practice right there just from the earth you know that doesn't that makes witchery like so much more accessible to people especially if you live you know obviously if you don't live by a by a beach or something that's not the most logical um tool for you but that's that's really cool how you can use that. Um, so I also am curious about, um, can, do you incorporate like the Bible with your sea witchery at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially because like storm water from the ocean is something that I use a lot in my practice. And there's a lot of storm imagery in the Bible. Um, the deity of God is often depicted as a storm God in parts of the Old Testament as well. So there's a plethora of water and sea imagery used within scripture that strongly connects to the divine. And um, I, I've discussed on uh, my show recently of how the creation accounts throughout the Old Testament, they involve a lot of sea 
imagery. There's sometimes see collaboration, sometimes see uh, battles. So it's just really interesting to bring that to the table. Um, I often reflect on scripture that speaks to the waters of creation at, or wisdom, as wisdom is something I do associate very closely with the water, kind of how we were talking about how water is eternal in a way. And the energy of that water wisdom can cleanse, charge, bless, absorb. Um, some verses that come to mind of just associating water wisdom with the defined feminine or goddess entities like Asherah, Genesis 1, Obvies, and then Proverbs 9, Proverbs 31, I think of a lot, and John 4, 14, uh, but whoever drinks from the water that I will okay. give him will never get thirsty again. Like that's just beautiful. Oh, water's yeah. bringing up an eternal life. And it's mm-hmm. a wonderful verse to use when you're sitting in the ocean, just charging yourself, cleansing yourself with water. That was like literally the, the, the one in Proverbs eight, where she's talking about like being the right hand of God, the spirit that was cover, you know, hovering over the water. And that was the first one I thought of when I was asking that question. And then the second one I thought of was what you were talking about, where Jesus says he's the living water. And like, you know, you, you drink from him and you, you'll never run dry. And I've literally gone to the beach and like said, said that. And I'm gone. <laughs> so good, you know? right? <laughs> It's just, you know, when you, when you have like those kind of like, and that's also like, just speaks to like the versatility, honestly, of the Bible, because there's like literally verses about anything. You you could be at the beach and have things that like resonate with you there and use it in your like sea magic. And I'm like, assuming you can write Bible verses in the water. I personally, that's a lot. I mean, not in the water, the sand. That's a lot for me. I do rooms because they're fun to write into the sand when you go kind of thing. Um, and no, that's cool. I like how you, you explained that. And I very much agree that water is, I mean, like the storm aspect of water is very divine masculine. Um, I very much like you, I associate like the Abrahamic God with storms. And then like that, that like moon energy and that like warm, warmer and like healing energy of the water very much seems divine feminine. So it's cool how you can use it as like a both, a tool for both. It's like a more like, you know, flexible tool. Anyway, um so I'm curious about where people can find you on the oh well first before I ask you that is there anything else that you would like to add oh um no I don't oh yeah actually I thought of this when you were talking about when you were talking about the Hudson River I was actually on the Hudson uh last spring and I thought so much about how powerful it was because it is a body of water surrounded by millions of people and there are Mm -hmm. many people that are, whether they realize it or not, their energy is affecting that water. And sea witchery is not exclusive to people who live by the ocean. There have been seasons of my life when I've been in the mountains and just all over the world and not necessarily by a sea, but the water from the ocean, like I mentioned before, it is eternal. And that is the same water that in some way, shape or form is coming down as rain. It's in rivers, it's in lakes, it's in ponds, it's all connected. So there's river witches there's lake witches i think all of those practices are so unique and so valid and we have more in common than we do to separate us so Mm -hmm. i think the idea of feeling that draw or that connection to the hudson in your case it's very understandable and i think it's a desire that you should follow when the mood feels right oh yeah i mean like it's also like it it 
it's wherever I feel like people are going to have these like specific desires wherever they like grow up or whatever like you know just really pulls them kind of thing and like as a native New Yorker who you know I mean everybody's going to poop on New York because it's super expensive like you literally have to pay them 25 cents every time you take a breath um but it's an awesome place to grow up so like that's like a super staple New York thing so like I could definitely see New York witches being like attracted to the, the Henry Hudson at least just to like you know take some water and like boil it before you use it in your practice because oh my god <laughs> like uh, but it's you know it's also it's also like a huge part thinking about it the henry hudson has a huge part in american history because george washington crossed the hudson to do the whole american revolution thing you know so it's like it, and that also connects all of us because you know no matter how you got here we're all here in america and that was what part of what brought us here to America, you know? So it's like, if you think about, you could like think about it on so many different levels, you can get really deep and woo-woo with this kind of stuff. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Let's get deep and woo-woo. You could, you could go like far, but that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because um, as soon as you said that, I'm like, wow, like thinking about the power, you know, and like, you know, like the determination that has been put into that river. Like, I don't know. Also, New Yorkers are super um, stubborn. So if you get anything with our energy, you're going to have some like good manifestations because you're not going to be able to stop doing it. (laughs) No, but this was a really, really, really awesome conversation. Thank you so much, Mallory, for taking the time to talk to me. Um, Shout out your stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So if you want to find me, you can find me every Wednesday streaming the Any Which Way podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever podcasts are. My social media handles are at Any Which Way Pod, and which is spelt with a T in the middle, if that (laughs) didn't come across. Um, So yeah, Any Which Way Pod on Instagram, and I am Living Mallory on TikTok. And of course, I am always hanging out on the Jesus Witch Church Discord, um, helping out as church staff member. Lena does such an amazing job with that community. Love it. No, it's not all me. (laughs) That's really not all me. That's more you guys. (laughs) No, no. You got to take some credit for that girl. It is incredible. And I think it's just such an equal blend of helping and growing alongside others. It's just, you've cultivated a really special place. So embrace that. (laughs) Oh, fine I'll take it okay I'll love <laughs> all right now now that you've got me blushing um <laughs> thank you again for being on the show and uh yeah go follow Mallory go listen to her podcast it's really fun and uh yeah I'll see you guys next week bye